Harris Show on ESPN Central Texas. It just seems that, you know, and I'm way included in this, just that um, people in general have a way of getting in their own way. And so to make each, to make everybody available is just very, is, is um, a daily thing. And just the strength, the strengths and the power that comes with living fully who you are and not trying to be anybody else and knowing that you're enough, I think that's such a strong thing. And I think football is a great vehicle, is a great vehicle for that. Now back to today's JMO Radio Show from the Allen Samuel Studios. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris and Aaron Sexton. Again, the words and wisdom of uh, Dave Aranda, Baylor head football coach. Really, any time you hear him speak, there's going to be some things that you may, you know, on second thought, wait, wait a second, what did he say? I I think I should write that down. I think those are words to live by (laughs) from Dave Aranda, right? Every time we hear him speak. Absolutely. He's, I love hearing him speak. That's why I went, I I didn't get to hear what he said at Big 12 Media Day, so I made it a point to find it on YouTube and watch it. It it didn't disappoint, and it never does. He's he's super smart. He's super honest in his answers, and you never know what how he's going to answer a, a question <laughs> right. you know and it's a question that's probably been asked of 10 different coaches and you pretty much know what they're going to say but when coach Randy gets asked the same question he's going to give a completely different answer he's no talking whatsoever. about Nietzsche or Bernstein Bears or you know <laughs> anything and it's it's always fascinating yeah really good we're two weeks past the uh, Big 12 football media days we are two weeks away from the start of fall camp Good time to check in with our friend Todd Berry, the um, executive director for the American Football Coaches Association. And Coach, uh, we appreciate you being on with us. How are you today? I'm doing great, John. Thanks for having me on. And and you're right about Dave. He's a, a tremendously genuine individual, and and uh, it's uh, refreshing uh, right now in kind of the climate that we're in. Yeah, that's very well said. Genuine's a very good word for him because. Uh, you know, you just know when you ask a question, he's going to answer your question, you know, maybe not in a direction you thought he might, but he's going to give you a very honest answer. Absolutely. And that, and that again, just um, uh, Bader's very fortunate to have him. Uh, we have many coaches around the country that, uh, that are similar uh, and we need more. That's great. Uh, Todd, uh, I hope you've had a good summer. I hope you've had a summer. There's so much going on. Uh, <laughs> did you get to take off and have a little summer? I didn't get much of a one this time <laughs> around, unfortunately, John. It, but it, it's a, um, it, it, you know, this is a difficult time, I think, for college football. You have, um, and, 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 and college football has never been more popular. I, it even surpassed the NFL uh, on some recent surveys of significant surveys of you know, 10,000 respondents and, and uh, it's, that's great news, but we do have uh, between name, image and likeness and the one-time transfer. And then, and then obviously uh, the questions kind of revolving around really who's kind of running college football right now. Is it, you know, is it the NCAA? Is it the transformation committee? Is it the commissioners? And we, we certainly have a lot of problems. And, and so, having uh, not knowing who the leadership is 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 difficult 
Well, you're right, and it's just uh, there's so much going on. I mean, and normally, well, you can remember probably when you were coaching, you know, summer was the quiet time, wasn't it? I mean, there wasn't much happening, at least for about a month during the summer. Yeah, it was at one point in time. That's certainly not the case now. I I think probably, uh, I think everyone, uh, you've heard many coaches have suggested in the media days uh, that this was out of control. I don't know if this is surprising any of the coaches, I think that all of the things that have been discussed with name, image, and likeness and the transfer portal and, and so on, uh, I, I think most of us that were in the profession knew this was uh, going to be the case. And, and quite honestly, we're, we're probably right now in a pretty untenable situation, I think, where some things are going to have to change uh, or we're going to you know, we're going to have a lot of coaches leaving the profession. Yeah, boy, that's tough. And I hate to hear you say that, but I can understand it. Uh, you know, it's almost, uh, Todd, we're almost where college football is, uh, you know, professional football or, or you know, NFL light just because of the uh, money that's out there and the, uh, the uh, you know, payments that some of these players are bringing in. Yeah, and I, I think, unfortunately, um, again, uh, you're absolutely right that, that if you are a college coach right now and you're and you know and you're being realistic about kind of where things are at regardless of how much you wish for the scholastic model the reality of it is this has turned significantly into a complete business model and the academics and the culture and some of those kind of things really don't mean as much because obviously the money that's involved um and and so you're going to run your program like an nfl model and i i think that even as we as we move forward, uh, I think even uh, some of the guidance that we're going to receive from whoever's out there that's making decisions is going to suggest that it is more of that business model. And quite honestly, for a guy like me and, and for many of our coaches, it's sad. We, we appreciated so much how the impact of, of playing college football, uh, of getting a degree, of having that scholastic model where you're a part of campus and, and the time frame that you had a chance to mature in your life in that environment, uh, you know, some of that, unfortunately, is going to be missing. And there's uh, and that, that's sad. Yeah, man, I agree with you. Todd Berry, our guest, executive director for the American Football Coaches Association. Uh, tell us, uh, Todd, from your role, from your position uh, what, what's your role in all of this with coaches? Are, are you a sounding board, you know, just to listen to them or, you know, how, how involved are you and can you be with some of these issues? Well, we've been very engaged. Um, I, I, am kind of hopeful, um, that we're even going to have more engagement. I, you know, as you mentioned, John, my job is to listen to the coaches at all levels, but, uh, in this case, we're kind of talking FBS. And then to kind of forward that to uh, the individuals that I associate with, with, which is basically the commissioners and all the athlete directors that serve on these NCAA committees, because I'm on the majority of them. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and, uh, you know, try to explain to them why coaches want things away. For instance, I'll, I'll give you an example, this transfer portal. Uh, you know, this was suggested by our coaches four years ago before the transfer portal ever even existed. Mm. We knew it was coming. We knew that this was something that probably needed to be discussed. It didn't make it through the NCAA at that point in time, but when all of a sudden they decided, you know what, this is a mess. We better put some windows around this. The only ones that had ever come up with the windows was the coaches, and we'd already had that, and they worked off of our straw man, if you will, 
to decide when the transfer portals were going to be. Now, we don't quite agree with kind of when they actually put them. The first one isn't bad. The second one doesn't make a lot of sense in our minds because your players aren't on campus and they can't talk to the people they need to talk to, which is one of the biggest problems uh, that most of the transfers have even suggested that is, you know, they, they need to be able to make these decisions with full knowledge of why they're doing something. And that means being able to talk to compliance, you know, talk to the coach, be able to look in the portal to see who else is there in the portal so they can make a good decision. And, and then we put it outside of a window, the second one, May 1st to May 15th, uh, for whatever reason, the council decided to go with that date, uh, which didn't make a lot of sense to the coaches. But bottom line, I, I, I do think that we're going to have some more opportunities to be pretty engaged in this because uh, we are at ground level. And so consequently, because of that, we've already talked through most of these issues before they even come up in committee meetings. Wow. That's one of those things, you know, I really feel uh, feel for the coaches. You know, it just adds another layer of, uh, uh, you know, I don't know what the right word is, watchfulness on their part, you know, with the transfer portal, because you never know when somebody might be coming uh, or going uh, either way. I used to feel bad for baseball coaches, you know, because at the end of a baseball sure. season, you know, a guy could come back, he could go into the pro draft and you didn't know, you didn't know whether to give a scholarship away or save it for him. You know, now I, I see uh, football coaches in a very similar situation. Yeah, there's no question, John. It's, you know, every one of your players is a free agent every year. Yeah, yeah, that's and, a good way to put it. Uh, and and regardless of, you know, what your relationship is, uh, you know, I, I certainly, um, I hold very dear my past relationship with my players. Uh, it, it's something that's very special between a coach and a player, I think. I think, you know, most players feel the same way about their coach, but the reality is, you know, when someone uh, is coming at you with a lot of money from another location, sometimes that relationship uh, goes to the sidelines. And, and it's understandable. I mean, that's just everybody does it in their own, uh, you know, daily life for the most part. Someone will you know, pay you another $50,000 to go someplace else. Uh, you know, most everybody would probably look and at least entertain that thought. And, and I think that's kind of the world that we're in. And, and again, this we talked earlier uh, unfortunately that nfl model is going to be creeping in i think into the collegiate environment and, and um I, I think it's going to be some real uh, difficult questions even for university presidents to answer about you know what kind of is our core mission are we uh are we nfl farm teams are we uh you know a academic institution that's supposed to be about you know preparing young people for the rest of their lives and uh, and that's going to be uh, i think some difficult questions moving forward as we look at, even at some of the expansion that's going on right now uh, with some conferences and about kind of some of the direction that that seems that that's headed. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, some, uh, again, we'll, we'll get out of this. There's enough smart people that are around to do it, but we're going to be going through, I think, some pains to get there. Uh, and unfortunately, we brought most of this on ourselves. Yeah, boy, you're right there. I'd be interested in your thoughts on uh, kind of the uh, unsettled uh, uh, conferences, realignment, possible changes coming, teams coming, I mean, schools coming and going from different leagues. Uh, what do you think about all of that and all the changes that we're seeing right now with potentially more down the road? Well, I, I think most uh, felt like that there was going to be some breakaway at some point in time. I think, uh, you know, that's been discussed for quite some time that, 
you know, this other level of football would would come along. And I don't, I, I certainly don't blame it. I was part of some of the constitutional committee calls that that happened with the NCAA, and uh, you know, uh, that group, uh, the the higher uh, level of football, uh, basketball, whatever. Uh, you know, you, you certainly had a lot of lower level programs that were trying to move up to that level to try to grab some of the money, and yet they really didn't have any intention of of trying to compete at that level. And um, and so consequently, you knew that some of this was was coming. But I I don't know. I, I talk with again commissioners, athletic directors, coaches. I mean, this thing could go 20 different ways, and based off of whichever way it goes, you could have 20 other outcomes hmm. that could spur off of it. It's just, um, um, I think it's going to evolve very quickly, and and I think that the people that uh, have uh, have game planned this out, uh, to be honest with you, all the different outcomes, and, and are ready to to be nimble, uh, to be able to make uh, good decisions for the university. I think those are the ones that are. Uh, going to be uh, much happier with the outcome mm. final thought and uh this is something you mentioned right off the top uh you know who's who's making the call who's running this now um uh, that that's part of the situation isn't it uh, uh somebody or some people have suggested we need a czar whatever you call him of college football and maybe it's the fbs level and it's not the ncaa making the decisions um is that uh, maybe vacuum of leadership part of the issue right now? Well, I, I think that, you know, certainly the NCAA doesn't understand what their mandate is. I'm not blaming them. I work with a lot of those people. They're great people. But with the new Constitution, nobody really knows at the NCAA level what their mandate is and are they going to be governing this level. And and so consequently, because of that, uh, uh, they're, they're not – uh, doing an awful lot in relation to try to take some of this on. They're they're trying some ways, but uh, they're not wanting to overstep, which I certainly understand, especially after the Supreme Court ruling last year. And um, and so that vacuum uh, has left that void that somebody's trying to fill. And I think that's the the probably the the biggest question of all of these questions right now is who is going to make decisions and. Um, because uh, we've got some, we've got some really tough questions that need to be answered, and the longer that it takes to answer them, the, the more difficult some of those questions are going to end up being. I think, and uh, and so we need to kind of come with to some terms with all this. I don't know if, if one individual is the right way to go. You've got so many different. It, it's not like the NFL to where you have 32 teams. You know, this one's about having you know 300 schools that are trying to participate in collegiate athletics at a high level. Uh, and uh, I, I don't know that that one individual can basically do that. And so I uh, even if we could go back to COVID and even look at maybe one of the commissioners. If one of the commissioners becomes the czar, um, you know, based off of what happened out of COVID, some people might not have liked what uh, one of the commissioners might have done with the outcome. We might have not even been able to play that year uh, because of it. And so. I don't know if that's kind of the right way to go, but I do think that obviously some people that can make some decisions for all of college football, uh, all college athletics, uh, a smaller group that's pretty nimble and can react and 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 has input from you know from everyone, from the presidents, from the athletic directors, from the commissioners to the coaches to everyone that can, you know can get all that information as a panel and, and be able to come up with some quick ideas. I think that's probably the best direction. 
Todd Barry, our guest, Executive Director, American Football Coaches Association, based right here in Waco. Uh, okay, I do have one more question for you. I said that was the last <laughs> one, but one more, and this will be it. From your position and your role, and you're in a key role, uh, as you said, on these committees and contacts with the NCAA and certainly the the uh, uh, the uh, spokesperson in a lot of ways for coaches, you know, and, and a an advocate for coaches around the country. Given all that, Todd, are you encouraged about where we are, the state of college football right now, or are you discouraged about the state of college football right now? Well, actually, John, I'm probably encouraged right now, and the reason why is that I, I think that I've been pretty discouraged quite honestly over the last couple of years. The meetings were very contentious uh, that I was a part of. There was a lot of disagreements. There were a lot of people that did not believe that NIL was going to have any kind of impact or that the transfer was going to have any kind of impact. Uh, and as coaches, we kind of suggested otherwise. And I, I think now what everyone has recognized is we got some major problems and that everybody's pulling on the rope in the same direction. Mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, and so because of that, I, I, I am very encouraged that we're going to get some things done. The problem right now is just, is just understanding uh, while everybody's pulling – we need kind of a leader to make sure we're pulling all in the same or all of us are pulling the right direction. Right, right. Uh, and uh, but at least everybody's pulling now. Well, it is great to visit with you. I appreciate your time here in July and hope to see you soon. Uh, come to come to a game over at McLean Stadium right across from the river Absolutely. from you. So I will see you down the road. But uh, we really appreciate your time today. Thanks very much. My pleasure, John. Anytime. Y'all take care. Stay cool. <laughs> Tell us how to do that, and we'll do it. Thanks very much. Uh, Todd Berry, the executive director of the American Football Coaches Association. Again, uh, very, very involved in, Aaron, any any uh, decisions that are made, any, any really any discussions that are made, he's right. He and the AFCA are right in the middle of that. And this is probably – the craziest time in the history of that organization. Got to be right. I don't think that's an exaggeration to you. No, I, I I think you're right. I think it's got to be because of all those subjects we just talked about. Yeah, nil transfer portal realignment. It's just it's a crazy exciting time. Yeah, so just to see how it's going to all work out. Yeah, you know? yeah, and uh, so great to visit with Todd, and we really do appreciate his time today. All right, let's take a break. We'll be back with more in just a moment.